Hello and welcome to a pair of Dice Loss podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be your storyteller for the evening. On tonight's short adventure, the guys finish up their work in Norway, Wisconsin, while the girls get caught up on just what the hell they've been doing out in the Midwest. And finally, Leonard takes a nap. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, Friendly Neighborhood Exalts, Episode 27, Telephone. out of its mouth, rub the hodag's belly. You did such a good job, bud. But it was still hungry. <laughs> yeah, see, those are happy growls. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm fairly certain that Christina can hear what I'm actually doing into the microphone. No, I can't. I have both my headphones on. Are you going oh. like... No, no. No, no, that's my uh, that's my voice mod. So it just changes whatever into uh, into those growls. But I'm literally yelling hodag noise, hodag, hodag, hodag noise, hodag. Oh man, <laughs> grab my pokeball. Yes, the hodag seems content and now happy that it no longer has a tummy ache. And you guys have also uh, freed the uh, freed the Tokyo Drift from the clutches of the hodag. As it, it is well, free, uh, is there anything else you guys would like to do with the hodag before it bounds off into the winter? Can I just, like, scratch his ear or something? Yeah, sure, the hodag will let you do that. Yeah, I do that. You did just save it from having to pass an entire Honda Civic through its intestinal tract. Yeah, that wasn't gonna be pretty. I'm just gonna pat it on its flank. See you again soon, bud. The hodag bounds off into the winter and appreciates the, the, the ear rub that, uh, that, that another son of Wisconsin gave to it. An icy son of Wisconsin. Uh, as it uh, as it, it bounds off, uh, you guys can see uh, Stargazer gets out and he just kind of sinks onto the ground as that he stares at some of the chipped paint on the side of his car. Oh man, I just I just put a, a that 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 stomach acid ate off all all the the the, re- the really cool anime drawing I put on the side of the car. What you get for driving down the throat of a hodag, bud? Well, I didn't know it was... Yeah, the, the, the Rhinelander Hodag always has it right away. I mean, I just... I He seems distraught at the loss of his anime car. Maybe if you weren't so reckless racing that other car, this wouldn't have happened. Jotun uh, approaches and just uh, with his uh, mighty steps and thunderous voice, uh, just kind of... Well, actually, that was me hoping to get someone's attention. I had some uh, Mirage charms installed after that we left. We I had thought that it might keep the heat down on us. Ah, good. Now, uh, you have approximately, Liv looks at a watch he isn't wearing, 30 seconds to tell me why you interacted with my family before things get bad. Oh, yes. Well, that I required your father's aid to create more simulacrums to bond to the the, the crystals that, that we got. And you paid him in an, alchemi- in an alchemical core? 
a broken one. Uh, yes, I figured that maybe the man could use uh, the mystical material for something. He is an artist. Uh huh. If you would, well, I can sense that you're a little upset by this. I hope this doesn't impact our working relationship. If you'd like, we can have Roko transfer um, a sizable donation to your father's business. He doesn't need them. He also doesn't need like a latent alchemical object hiding in, hiding in his house. I'm not a big believer in coincidences. That's all. Uh, well, I do apologize about that. Then I more let's call it a calling card of sorts. We figured that we might run into you all again soon. It's part of the bonus of having a star metal alchemical on my side. He tends to be in tune with fate. Liv just kind of like rubs the bridge which hit the bridge of his nose and tries to go back to fixing his speed up Pinto. And he drags the alchemical with him. Good. You can help me fix my car. He <laughs> grabs him by the ear. Pretty much. Like you know when someone, like, puts a hand between your collarbone and your neck? Yeah, the power grip. Yeah, it's one of those. I just, like, gra- drag him along with me to go fix my shitty pinto. You feel in charge. He he certainly does not. Uh, he, he, he follows you to the shitty pinto, and he nods. And, uh, well, then, as thanks for helping us, I will certainly uh, help fix this up. And he effortlessly opens up the hood and you see his hands uh, basically begin to uh, like unfold into like wrenches and sockets and like welders and stuff and he literally begins to uh, fix your car up like new. Now I want you to know if this thing explodes it's not on Ford anymore. It's all on you. Know that while you do this. Yes of course. I'm sure that what I'm doing here will void the warranty on this Ford. Liv says that knowing damn well that Pinto is going to explode within a year, anyways. I'm honestly surprised it already hasn't. So then, uh, I assume that, you, that, that did you all bring the the gift with you, the Oricalcum? Yeah, uh, Mister Liv's dad said I could use it to make my uh, to make the blade for the sword that we stole from the museum. That way, we can LARP to beat up that monster in the subway. Ah. Yes, that that must be why the things are in motion so quickly. The Red Star approaches, and things will get interesting soon. Well, if you wish, I can create a, uh, what was the term? Uh, Diclave, I believe? Yeah, that's the word for the really big swords, right? I think that's what Marcy said it was. Yes, well. That only Jotuns can do it. But you're not a Jotun, you are Jotun. Yes, uh, I, I can certainly do that. I'll just need a, uh, I'll just need to make it to my, uh, my, my factory, and then uh, I'd be happy to help. It's not too far from here. Are you familiar with Norway? Oh yeah, that's where Mister Liv's dad told us to go. We're catching a plane there. Jotun looks just, to live very just confused. To, just, to, just to clarify, you do mean Norway, Wisconsin, correct? That I do, the city which sleeps in the shadow of the Iron Mountain. He cannot. Bless his heart. He cannot for the life of him understand that we are going to Norway, Wisconsin, and not Norway, the country. You know, for, for the sake of for the sake of moving forward, Wisconsin's pretty much American Norway anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Oh, why didn't you say we were going to the Norway in America? Yeah, that's like right up the road. It's like how, uh, you know how Florida is Australia? No, Australia is Australia. 
Never mind. Uh, James comes out uh, trying not to get his uh, his suit messed up. Oh, hey there, Cass. Uh, Marcy, nice to see you guys. Uh, um, uh, you would not believe the bars around here. There are no bars around here, by the way. Um, like, th- th- as a GM, there are no bars, and yet this man has somehow produced a martini glass. Man. All right. Well, hey, James, you have any contact information for anybody like Marcy and myself around that we can get in touch with for this whole situation that I've told you about? Uh, yeah, actually, I know a guy. Uh, well, I know I know three guys. They uh, they run a foundry out in Norway. Out in Norway, that might be a little far. No, 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 Norway, Wisconsin. Where's a Norway, Wisconsin? I know. I was just as surprised, but isn't Wisconsin just America's Norway? <laughs> I, I guess I don't know much about Norway. I'm not really from this area. Isn't isn't Liv from Wisconsin? Yeah, I think he is. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Well, you might have to make a phone call then. Maybe probably had like quite long conversations conversations with you guys about how much better the cheese is in Wisconsin than his homeland. So, yeah, he probably like knows he's from that, Wisconsin. Like that conversation like- about, hey guys, we're going to Wisconsin to see Liv's parents. Yeah, I'm, I was, there was a reason I wasn't uh, being full on. Oh, yeah, 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 he is. Ah. I feel That's like a-, a talk about like how better the cheese is is more of a Tyler conversation than a live. You know, it's hard to differentiate. It's hard to differentiate sometimes. All right. Yeah, yeah but zombies that rely on caffeine to function. How much better the cheese <laughs> is is definitely a different conversation, even on Tyler level for Tyler versus a Wisconsiner. Yeah, I mean Wisconsin mozzarella, clearly. <laughs> like it's religion. All right, now that we've had a five-minute conversation about cheese. Cheese is important. Do you expect anything less from this podcast? Oh, yeah, definitely not. It actually made me want to go downstairs to see if I have any cheese and crackers. Okay. um, Oh, yes. Uh, So three people out in... Three guys out in Norway, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, Do you have names for them, by chance? Yeah. uh, Yeah, of course I've got names for them. Um... There's uh, and they're good ones too. Yeah, they're good ones too. It's uh, uh, one of them's called Jotun, the other one's uh, Stargazer, and the, and the last one's uh, Basilisk. As I say, those names sound familiar. After he says the first one and then the second one, Cass's face just slowly not drops, but it's one of those uh, fucking coarse faces. As far as I can tell, the kind of shit that we are is fucking rare. The fact that there's Five of us st- stationed in New York is honestly kind of weird. Oh, uh, Cass leans in real close to James. You got a little, you got a little something on your your uh, your suit here. Let me, let me get it off for you. And as she's getting off, she leans up. I and whispers, "I haven't told Marcy what you are. Uh, that's your decision on whether you want to do it or not." Oh, uh, well then, shit. Uh, mm. Well, cat's out of the bag, and it's not like I was very good at this part of the job anyway. Uh, hi, I'm uh, J- James Bond is a code name, much like how Cass here has also a code name. She just doesn't like to use it. 
Right. Well, you said it was a code name when we met. Right, but like we work for we work for the same company. You and Cass? He's like me. Oh, uh, like with your weird finger gun stuff. I don't know if you can actually do that, but how Lenny and you were very similar with your particular weirdness. Um, I he and I are similar with our particular weirdness. I follow now. I follow. Yeah, he just kind of goes. Yeah, those are the only ones I know. I've been looking. Uh, I've been looking into it, and honestly, it's it's a miracle that as many of us showed up in in New York as uh, as anywhere else. So the only other ones that I found are uh, through searching through some records. Um, uh, like there's some in re- uh, there's uh, there's like one in the whole country of Brazil. There's there's a lot over in Europe. Uh, there's like three or four in Russia. Um, there, there's a bunch more of a of a weaker variety that I've found. Uh, they work with like elements, but not stuff like us. Yeah, no, I think I know what you're referencing. After this crazy winter vacation or whatever we want to call it, I, I think I, I I'm catching on. It's just it seems like the fates have kind of had a lot of us convene in the same spot where this is happening. Oof, there's one there's one guy over in uh, the the Middle East that I am not fucking with. He's like uh I'd say he's like, he's like your doctor friend. Oh. Yeah, those things are super rare apparently. Well, considering how I assume he was created for lack of a better word, I would guess so. Anyway, good luck with the vampires. I'm going to try and see if maybe we can uh work on uh hogan's gonna go see if we can work on uh some things here yeah at this point just anybody can reach out to would be helpful anybody willing to to help but please make them aware of what that help entails yeah yeah of course uh whenever you see uh whenever you see lenny again just tell him that uh uh that terry says hello marcy's gonna think like look at him weird for a moment and be like Wait a minute. You know Terry too? Yeah, I he he's a good guy. Cass is just gonna eye James and then look back to Marcy and just not say anything. That guy must really get around. So you guys uh go and uh take the car uh, out of the Great Peace Meadows and back to New York. So, uh, your car is fixed. Um, you guys get back on the road. Uh, after the Hodag left, actually, the, the snowstorm seemed to just disappear. I'll always remember you, Hodag. Look to the shores of Lake Michigan. Upon Beaver Island, I shall wait for you, Liv. Get the fuck out of here. So, uh, you guys get back on the road and go to Norway, Wisconsin. Um, there, um, there is an abandoned, uh, uh, there's a, there's a very large, what looks like from the outside abandoned building as the, the group pulls into it and you all are allowed in as well. You can see that it is not that there is something very similar to the, 
the magics wrought on the Honda Civic that you followed here on this building. Only at a scale that is much, much larger. This thing looks like it could take up maybe this factory in here. Looks like it takes up is about from the inside about the size of half of New York. Oh boy, this is a big place. There is noise aplenty as uh, servitor robots and other constructs move about this place, uh, saying prayers to uh, to the metals that are poured as forges burst with life and the actual machines and things that they create are uh, everything from simple things like doors and uh, things that and uh, like just very simple things like chairs, doors, whatever. And but then it goes all the way as you kind of follow the production line, so to speak, it gets into more complex things. Uh, circuit boards, uh, monitors, uh, everything that, that you can think of is being created within this one area. So we got teleported to Mars. Heard. Mars, Norway. Praise the Messiah. Well then, Leonard, you said that you required a dieclave. Liv, do you require anything? I don't know what a dieclave is. Some big sword? No, it's not really my style. Well, if you can think of something more your style, I'm in the... And he kind of checks his watch and everything. It's a little early after I just finished a run, but I am in a gift-giving mood. Yep, you just you just made that connection, didn't you? What connection, Cody? Happy Hogsmith. Three guys running around handing out presents on a beat-up Honda Civic. Oh man, I wasn't even meaning to do that. I was I was making up the connection that that, that this guy might be Santa Claus. Yeah, the only difference, like. The difference between this and Hogsmiths is it's a Honda Civic instead of an El Camino, and there are fewer hogs tied to the front. I'll consider what you said. Nothing at the moment. Of course, of course. And should I... Would you all like to call up your the other two who helped you out, see if maybe they require anything? I'd hate to leave your circle out of this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... Uh, I know Cass uses her finger guns, but Marcy might want a new gun. Cass might want a new gun, too. She might, like, dual-wield, like, hold one in her mouth, shoot with the finger guns, you know, like that, uh, that guy in that pirate cartoon, but with guns. What a nerd. Ah, uh, yes. I, too, enjoy the Naruto's. I, I want you, I want you to know that actually hurt me to say. No, it's not, not Naruto, it's, uh, it's, uh, Dragon Treasure. Ball Hunter. Treasure Planet. <laughs> Treasure Planet, I like it. You lose a lot of things chasing a dream, <laughs> Alright, so pulling out the cell phone and uh, dialing Marcy by memory. Right. Um, We can, once you guys have had a little bit of time to think on it, because obviously I know what the Cody's getting, because I've talked to him at length about this, but if you guys want uh, basically a free wonder or a free artifact or, you know, a free basic thing for the final battle that's like your your cool new item going into the, the last dungeon, hit me up and we will discuss it. I, I would have thought on it if I knew. I did. I wasn't aware. So I honestly did. So like full full disclosure, I honestly expected you guys to just fight the Hodag and then find the Honda Civic, and they were gonna just make the Diclave because they would have been upset that you know you straight up murdered a uh, like an ancient beast. One, do no harm. Two, 
I am a son of Wisconsin, and I can't kill my local cryptid. That's, like, against the rules. Like, it's against the law. No, no, you're right. I'm sure that there is actually a Wisconsin law that says do not harm cryptids. Oh, no, leave that hodag alone there. He's just passing by. <laughs> leave that there hodag alone. He wouldn't exist if you were doing he, what you were supposed to he, in the he, first. He's a swell fella, actually. He's misunderstood. Yeah, because I know that I'm kind of putting you guys on, on the spot. So, like, if uh, we can figure that out before before next game, or at the very latest before the, uh, the 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 super dungeon or whatever. Lives coffee mug double as a rocket launcher. But yes, you guys are currently in uh, definitely not Santa Claus's workshop. Is there anything else you guys would like to do? Unless we wanted to go like grab some spiritual water from the Great Lakes or something. I don't know. Brendan tempted me with going to Lake Michigan to find the Hodag on the, on the shores of Beaver Island, which is a real place. I do like me some Great Lakes. Do you want to go befriend cryptids before the final confrontation? Is that what I'm hearing? I, I feel like if we don't do that with Marcy, I would be doing her a disservice. I'm here to kick ass and pet cryptids, and I'm all out of asses to kick. All right, so the girls uh, leave the uh, leave the park and get, we have a phone call. Yeah, get back into cell tower range and then ha- get to have a phone call with the boys. I'm gonna assume I'm probably driving, so I'm gonna hand the phone to to Marcy or let her call on her phone. I was gonna say either one of us because I think we both have one point in drive. Any points in resources? Yes, I have two. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just didn't know if you had the money for a car or not. I was just curious. Yeah. Okay, my parents are corporate law, corporate lawyers. I think we have the money. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna drive that because I did a lot of talking for the guru stuff. So you can have phone conversation with the boys. Hey, uh, Britt, which boy do you call? Well, I know for a fact that Marcy would have Lenny's phone number. I don't know if she has, if she has or would have lives. He wouldn't like be like. Have my phone number. But if you, like, had it all hinted at needing it or wanting to communicate, he would easily give it to you. I so assume you probably have it. With all this weird happening, we have each other's phone numbers in case we need to get in contact with each other. Well, I'm going to go with my first gut instinct and just call Lenny. Okay. Uh, Lenny, you're uh, hanging out at when the uh, dulcet tones of Be a simple kind of man start belting out of your uh, out of your cell phone. Because I just assume that uh, that your ringtone is simple, man. Of course it is. Oh, hey, look, it's Marcy. I don't even have to dial her. Cass must have done her timey wimey shit. Shit, I cussed. Well, you know what that means, honey. God's mad at you. Liv, I can't read no more. It's Marcy calling us. <laughs> no, it's actually God, Lenny. God's calling you. It says it right there on your on your uh, caller ID. Oh, wanna press answer? Hey, big man, what's up? It's been a while. You don't normally call me. You usually uh, wait to come and drop in on one of my nightmares. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> uh, does Marcy have the phone turned up? Um. Lenny? I made the right choice. Oh, it's not Lenny. Lenny, is that you? Yeah, it's it's me, God, your boy. At this your, point, uh, your voice sounds point, a little high pitched. Are you okay? At this point, Marcy would put the phone on speakerphone. Um, 
just to make sure someone else knows that she's not crazy when he's talking to her. Uh, Lenny, it's me, Marcy. Oh, hey, Mar- What are you doing with God's phone? This this is my phone, Lenny. Wait, uh, is that- that's why it all makes sense now? Live, live, Marcy's yeah, man. God. They've got the same cell phone number. Whoa. Is just sitting there driving and has her her hand out and flicks a cigarette out. Did they are they doing drugs while they're out in Wisconsin? Like, is that what's in the cheese? Lenny, focus. It's it's Marcy. I'm not God. Oh, Lenny, I must have read the name wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Liv read the name wrong. I had to. Too much cheese. You know. It was yeah. I'll, I'll put you on speaker. It was it was the cheese. What's up? We um we were just talking with uh this guy named James Bond and Hogan and they were saying that there might be we might be able to get some more help with some people like us who are in Norway, so we need you guys to go to Norway. Norway, Wisconsin. Yes, Norway, Wisconsin, ten miles south of Disco. We're already here. It it is definitely not ten miles south of Disco. I, it's a number. I just threw out a number. An hour and some change drive, boy. Three hours and some change. That's like ten miles in Wisconsin. It, it's down the. What's what's that thing? What's that thing that Wisconsin? It's uh yeah, it's up there a ways. It is up there a ways. It is like actually super close to the Canadian border. Right. So, wait. I thought. Is that where your parents live? At live? No. Parents disco. Then why are you in Norway? Yes. Because we had to find the Jodens in Norway. Yeah, Mr. Liv's dad told us to go look there. Thanks, fate and destiny and bullshit. Right, so while, awful, you're in, so while you're in Norway, we need you guys to look for... What was it, Cass? A factory? Yeah, I think. Jodens factory, we're already here. Yeah, they're offering to make us Christmas presents. Do y'all want anything while we're here? Uh, an answer to our problem? Yeah, that's what my sword's for. Anything else? A nuke. Uh, Jotun, uh, Cass is asking you to make her a nuke. How long do you think that'll take? I'm, uh, forbidden from dealing in the mortal sciences. I must, I'm only allowed to deal in the mystical arts. A mystical nuke, then! Ah, uh, yes, a nuke that, sl- that flays the souls of the living and the dead alike. That's not so fucking metal, dude. At least two of them were dropped in, uh, Bangladesh earlier this year. I will pass on that considering the population density of New York. And also, I don't want to have friends who I owe favors to expire prematurely. Hey, Marcy, you can get a new gun. A new gun would be pretty cool. I just imagine Marcy with a set of Pokeballs for catching cryptids. I could use them to catch ghosts and other assorted um, creatures of darkness. Ghosts and stuff? Yeah, ghosts and shit. So anyways, um, we need you guys to talk to Jotun and his buddies. I think their names are Basilisk and a star something, Stargazer. And see if they are willing to help with our endeavor in the subway. Hey, uh, Jotun. Do y'all want to help us, you know, fight a giant vampire monster? We will offer as much assistance as we're allowed. Jotun gave us an excellent non-answer. 
Jotun is also dealing with the stress of having to outfit the entire world of Exalts. Jotun also just got his life saved when we did a really neat surgery on a Hodak. Hotun can also just, you know, or sorry, Jotun, whatever, can also go, you know, back into a Hodag. The Hodag is so adorable. I can't, I can't not smile when I see that fucking doofy picture. He's just so happy all the time. He is. Does, uh, does Jotun or any of them know of any other people like us that might be willing to help as well? Like, maybe they could kind of put some feelers out for some more help. Oh, yeah. Jotun, you just said that you supply all of the exalts. You, uh... Yes. It's part of my penance. I think we could borrow your, uh, Rolodex and make some phone calls? Absolutely not. They are needed where they are stationed. Or would you like the other twelve of these things that are scheduled to wake up soon to destroy the world even if that you fill even if you fell one that's fair so can we hear Jotun's responses through Lenny's phone yep no? yeah everybody's on speakerphone at this point everybody's on speakerphone and also Jotun does speak with like a thunderous voice gotcha so so you can't get anyone to help like anyone at all that isn't really doing anything right now that might be just twiddling their thumbs waiting for something to do Marcy, I appreciate your uh, candor with me here, but you have to understand that once the Red Star approaches the planet, it'll wake up the other 12 that haven't awakened yet. If one of them awakens prematurely and it's taken down, sure, I'll give that group that's taking care of that problem a call. Sanctified, if I could. <laughs> Damn it, that'd be so good. None of, none of you are Eclipse cats. You can't do that. Man, I would wake this shit up early just to fuck with him. But he I, just made a promise. I almost picked Eclipse. Yeah, so he, he basically gives you the promise that, like, if one of the other antediluvians wakes up and gets taken down uh, before you all wake yours up, yeah, he'll 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 put in the call to get some extra help in New York. But he really doubts that that's going to happen. Well, we're holding you to that, Jotun. Like, you better call them if they if they free up. Right, right. So while that Leonard has you all on speakerphone, what all did you want me to make? My factory is at full production, but the elves will have to go on vacation soon. Did you say elves? Yes, the, uh, the elf units that I have, uh, they're currently in version 9. They're... Uh, they're going to require some uh, some work. Uh, creating all the PS5s for the small children around the world was very taxing on them. What child needs a PS5? All of them. All of them. Also, we're ramping up for the Switch Pros, which should be releasing later this year, so I need to get the Elv 10.0 uh, unit ready. Alright. Well, um, since I can't have a mystical nuke... I have to sit and think about what I want. Maybe like some armor or something, I guess, might be helpful. Can we get back to you? Sure thing. Just make sure that you get back to us before the next session. <laughs> wink, wink. I don't know. What, what, how about we get back to you before uh, before the end of, you know, the New Year's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the... <laughs> yeah, okay. But I think maybe some like 
you seem like a master craftsman. Um, maybe some finely tuned armor of some sorts for this particular battle might be useful for me. And honestly, I am I am interested in maybe a new gun, a little bit more powerful. Do you prefer? Hmm. Do you prefer actual weaponry, or would you like a fire wand? These schematics Ooh, for it are. Fire- oh boy, Bray, you don't know what a fire wand is. No, I do. Day. Marcy doesn't. Oh, yeah, okay. he used to use fire wands if I remember correctly. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, Nick's Nick's had a fire wand. Remember? That's right. That's right. Marcy doesn't know what they are. A fire wand is basically a thing that is shaped like a gun, but instead of shooting out bullets from it, it shoots out large gouts of flame, much like a flamethrower, but not a consistent stream. And also they're long they're fairly long range. So like it shoots balls of fire? Yes, you could say that it shoots fireballs. Ooh, that actually sounds pretty cool. I might I might take you up on that one. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Uh, Britt, you you know, uh, as just being a creature that exists in the world of darkness, that fire causes aggravated damage to everything. It's good against vamps. Also, since you did just pick up that one charm, but are now getting this, if you want to uh, switch that out with something else, you are also welcome to. Or if you want to, we can work on that that charm giving you bonuses. Okay, cool. That that might work really well. Because, like, spending essences on the charm versus being able to just do, like, aggravated damage with a gun could also be pretty, uh, nifty. To not spend essence. Yeah, so I- I'm, tot- I'm totally cool with, uh, doing something like that. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, that- I'll definitely get back to you once I think on a little bit more, but that's awesome. Thank you. Fire wand, armor, uh, whatever Liv wants, and Diclave for Cody. Of course, Christina changes her mind between now and when they, uh, this all gets made. Yeah, I'm gonna take a look at what I have, but uh, I mean, armor can't beat the worst option. Oh, it's definitely a pretty good option. I will tell you that much. Armor is really useful. Especially anyway. coming from an alchemical, it's. I assume it's gonna be uh, pretty well crafted. Uh, you guys are going to be getting uh, weapons that are the equivalent of artifact from Exalted. They're only going to be an Artifact 3. They're not a thousand or a 10,000 year diclave or anything like that, but they are still an Artifact weapon. Yeah, because the only other thing I would want would be probably a gun if I don't get armor. Uh, so anyway, I believe that there was something else to discuss about that call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so guys, you, uh, I know we're kind of pressed for time, but I'm going to go on like a little adventure. I have something in mind. What kind of adventure? Uh, hey Marcy, I have a cryptid. I have a cryptid we need to go hunt, and by hunt I mean befriend. Say no more. I'm in. Good. See you guys when you get here. Do you tell them uh, where to go? Just meet us in Norway. When? Whenever you can. Okay. We just we we have a a thing we need to do soon, so it'll probably be after New Year's. What what day is it now, Brendan? It's like the 29th. We can always, you know sleep in that house with all the crazy wax statues. Right, Lenny? Yeah, or, you know, since we're meeting in Norway, maybe uh, maybe I can hang out here and help Jotun and the elves build some things. I you see. Know, I'll tell my mother her hospitality isn't good enough for you. Statue. <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
It's the cheese. Wow. He's like intolerant. Wow. We're going to have a small little scene involving uh, Lenny. Just Lenny. Oh, boy. This will work out just great because I know that Cody just actually woke up. Yeah. Lenny, like that you found yourself many, many times in the past uh, that you can only barely remember as scraps of dream logic, you are in the ruined main street of Brooklyn. There are buildings toppled and bodies hanging out everywhere. Cars are crushed and a large beast that you cannot possibly fathom looms uh, high above you. Uh, towering, in fact. Oh, this is what we're doing. Terrifying. You do, bud. Uh, you have... You you can feel, however, some... In your hands is, for once, in the time that this is replayed throughout your head many, many times, the reassuring weight of a ten-foot-long sword. Gonna... Then he's gonna look up at the thing... Look at the sword, and look at the thing, and look at the sword. Huh. Wonder if I'll die in this one. And then go to charge the thing with a sword instead of his fist this time. Uh, you go in to charge at this thing uh, with the diclave that you have, and it sends out more arms than should be possible at you. Many, many more arms with weapons bared, and you make it farther than you've ever made it. And as you step in further, further in, you can see the corpses of your three friends who have come before you, who did not make it far enough. You can see Liv and Marcy and Cass, as well as many of your other friends who were there to help you. And your best just wasn't good enough as this thing brings down a sword bigger than yours on top of you. And that's when you wake up. Son of a... It's just the same dream, Lenny. Just the same dream. Uh, at this point, you guys are... Uh, you guys are uh, more or less a couple hours uh, away from... Uh, Beaver Island on the uh, on the road. Uh, you're about to hit the ferry to go over there. It's been uh, a rough time, and I know that uh, I know that last time I believe that I said that uh, you guys were going to uh, uh, deliver the artifacts uh, that Jotun had made for you guys uh, to the girls, but Jotun uh, decided to send the Honda Civic ahead to go and do it. He had a feeling that they might need it. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, hey, live, bud. How's the draft been? Much as life. Not terribly. Did you sleep some? What what little bit I could. I did get... <sighs> some. Oh, look, we're about to hit the ferry. I like ferries. So you guys are going to get on the ferry, and you guys are going to basically be meeting up with the girls uh, on Beaver Island, as I mentioned. Uh, Jotun said that he would have them there uh, basically by the time that you got... Uh, to Beaver Island. Honda Civic, whatever bullshit. It's currently uh, like midday of January 1st, at least for you guys.
Thank you all so much for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice and leave a comment, rate, or review us. For updates on games as they happen, you can follow us at A Pair of Dice Lost on Twitter. And if you'd like to send questions to us, you can send those to A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this campaign is Epic Blockbuster 2 by Raphael Crux. Other music in this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod, Alexander Nakarada, Raphael Crux, and Komiku. And finally, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt die.